Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast. Women often have an innate desire to help and serve and care for others, which is a beautiful thing, but this also means that they often put their own needs and desires and goals, etc., on the back burner while focusing on others. And a lot of times this shows up as putting their health on the back burner as well. In this episode, I'm going to go over the areas of health that I often see this happening with the most with women. And I'm going to talk about how we can move ourselves and more specifically our health up towards the top of our never ending to do lists. I can't wait to dive in. So let's get going. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice. So you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode actually comes out on March 23rd, which is my youngest daughter's birthday. She's going to be five. I can't believe my baby is five. So we're going to have a little party and celebration for her. I'm excited about this topic today. I just want to dive right in because I have a lot to cover. A lot of my listeners and clients are mothers. And moms are notorious for spending copious amounts of time and energy on their kids, on other loved ones. And as I mentioned in the intro, often at the expense of their own health and well-being, Now, lots of my listeners are also Christians who believe in being selfless and in serving others and loving their neighbors and in doing community service and all these wonderful things, which again, takes time and energy and all these things. But also, I think as Christians, we tend to look at self-care as maybe being selfish. And we might feel kind of guilty spending our time taking care of ourselves or relaxing or putting the focus on ourselves in any way. We have so many things that we're trying to balance in our lives between kids and sometimes jobs and maybe callings in our church and our husbands. And I know that caring for our health can often take a back seat. Maybe you don't even really feel guilty about making yourself a priority, but you just don't feel like you have the time. You keep pushing your own needs aside because there just isn't enough time in the day to care for yourself. And I want to be very clear that I don't think there's anything wrong with putting others' needs before your own. If you truly want and desire to serve in that way in the moment, or if that's the kind of person you want to be at at that time, 
but not if you feel like you always have to, and especially not if you are sacrificing your own needs and dreams and desires all the time. I like and agree with the idea that self-care is a necessity. It's not a luxury. And the more we care for ourselves and really make sure that our own needs are being met, and we are in charge of making sure that those needs are being met, then the more we have to give to others and the more energy and ability we have to turn around and serve others with. You've probably heard the phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. You need to make sure that your cup is full before you can give to others. And I have found, at least for myself, that it's very easy to start resenting those that I'm serving and caring for when my own needs are not being met and when I feel like my life, my mental, emotional, physical health are in any way being harmed by the service I'm doing. And it's not always best for us to be constantly serving our family, for example, without asking them to sacrifice for us once in a while. That helps them learn and grow and get the blessings of service. So this idea that we should never ask our family to put their needs or desires on the back burner so that we can meet ours, I think is doing them a disservice as well. They need those chances to be patient, to sacrifice, to serve just as much as we do. So how do we do this? How do we make ourselves and particularly our physical health a priority? First of all, like I mentioned, we need to take ownership of our health, of our choices, and make it a non-negotiable. Of course, there are going to be situations that arise and circumstances that mean that we might have to put our health habits and routines on the back burner for a very short amount of time. But as a whole, just in our day-to-day life, we need to treat these things as non-negotiables and as the priorities that they need to be. Here are some of the areas that I see women shortchanging themselves most often. These are definitely habits that I let slide after becoming a mother. And again, they're ones I see really often. And if you feel like you have let these areas slide in your life, these are ones that I kind of suggest you put your focus and attention on first and foremost, because they're so critical in our health and well-being. The first one is getting adequate sleep. We all joke that moms just don't sleep. And I, I know that especially if you're a mother with young kids, this can be really difficult. Or maybe you have another situation that makes getting enough sleep hard. I get it. I hear you. I feel you. I have been there. And I recognize that there are times and seasons when this might be a little extra tricky, but I still think that it should be prioritized as best as possible, given how important sleep is to our health and well-being, and frankly, our sanity. I have a whole episode on getting enough sleep, episode number 32, if you want to go listen to that, if this is an area that you need more help in. So I'm not going to dive too far into this. But this is definitely an area that I feel women might not be prioritizing as much as they should. Another area is eating regular meals. This was one of the first healthy habits to go for me once I became a mom. And it's one of the reasons, to be honest, that I started relying on kind of sugar or some simple carbs throughout the day to get me through my day, to give me those bursts of energy that I needed just to get through the day, I was not taking the time to nourish myself throughout the day. 
having a good meal planning system is a must to make sure that you are getting regular meals throughout the day. Most of us need to eat every three to four hours to keep ourselves nourished and keep our energy levels up. And at least for me, so many times I would make sure that the kids were being fed throughout the day, but I was not taking time to make sure that I was having balanced, regular meals. Another area I see where women aren't prioritizing themselves is getting daily movement. This takes time out of your day. Not It doesn't have to take a lot, but it does take some. And again, some women feel guilty for taking that time for themselves. In my episode last week, I talked about how to make movement more enjoyable. And the ironic thing is I have a feeling that some of you don't feel as guilty moving and exercising if it feels like a chore, if it feels like a punishment. But if it's actually enjoyable for you, then you might feel a little extra guilty making time for that movement. So I hope this doesn't happen. I hope you can still make it enjoyable, something that you love doing if possible, or find another way to make it enjoyable, like watching a TV show while you exercise. But don't make that mean that you should feel guilty while taking that time for movement, because it really is one of the things that brings us so much more energy. It improves our mental health. There are just so many benefits to regular movement. And then the last area that I see a lot of women shortchanging themselves in is getting enough downtime and relaxation. Here again, we can, we can feel really guilty allowing ourselves to just slow down, read a book, watch a TV show, pick up a hobby that you enjoy. We might feel like these are wastes of time and in excess. Yes, of course they can be. But our bodies are not designed to go, 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 go at 100 miles an hour all day long. We function best. We avoid burnout. We avoid the negative impact that chronic stress can have on our bodies when we take time to slow down and relax every day. So once again, the areas that I just went over are getting adequate sleep, eating regular meals, getting daily movement, and getting daily downtime or relaxation. Again, these are some areas that I see women neglecting themselves most often, but this is in no way a comprehensive list. So I invite you to take some time to think about and maybe even write down what are the areas of health that you feel you've been shoving to the back burner that you need to focus on first and make more of a priority and turn into a non-negotiable for yourself. And once you have come up with those areas you want to work on, the question then is, how can we do this? How can we actually make sure that we're getting those things? How can we prioritize these healthy routines and habits for ourselves? And I've got just a few ideas for you to try out in this area. Number one, schedule time for yourself into your day first. Even put it into the calendar if you need to. If you need to schedule in the time you plan on moving, put little notifications into your calendar throughout the day for eating. I'm going to have breakfast at eight o'clock, have a notification go off at 12 o'clock to get some lunch or at least check in with your hunger, see if you're hungry for lunch. Schedule in that you're going to be in bed by 1030. Actually write your workout plans on your to-do list. Put these in your calendar before you fill it up with all the other things that you have in your day. It's way too easy to just spend all day responding to the needs of others or going about all these other tasks in our life. And by the end of the day, you realize, oh, I forgot to 
get my workout in or feed myself or get my relaxation time in. So make sure those are in your schedule. My next piece of advice is to say no when needed. Stop people-pleasing and taking on too much. There are going to be times when you might have to say no, and yes, that might make somebody sad or upset or disappointed, but that's on them. You don't have any obligation to say yes to everything that comes your way. Your health and well-being is more important than trying to please everybody and make everybody around you happy. I know this can be hard to do, but it does get easier with practice. I have to share a quick experience. Last Christmas, I was asked to play my harp in a church function that we had going on, and I said yes to that. I'm usually fine to agree to one or two of those kinds of functions, but then I was called by the same lady to also at that function get together a children's choir to sing a song. And I just knew that that was going to put me over the top, that I did not have the energy to gather and lead a children's choir. I knew that I would resent that task. (laughs) And I knew since I'd already agreed to play my harp, I was going to be spending time preparing and practicing for that. And I just didn't have it in my bandwidth. And so I told her, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. And she was actually very grateful. She thanked me for my honesty. She thanked me for not just saying yes, because I felt like I had to. But that hasn't always happened. There have been other instances I remember where one in particular, I can remember a a gal called me, asked me to play my harp for another church function they had going on. And I, I had to say no at the time. And she just was pressuring me and guilting me. And she would not take no for an answer. And I, you know, I had just had a baby and I had very good reasons for saying no to this that I, I held to. But I was tempted to give in because she did not like that answer of no. So I know it can be hard to stand your ground, but it is so important to know your limits, know your boundaries, know when no is the appropriate answer, and to stick to that, regardless of how other people feel about that no. And the last little piece of advice I want to give you is to ask for help. And this personally is one of the hardest ones for me to do. I don't like feeling like I'm putting other people out. I feel bad if I ask anybody to do anything that might inconvenience them at all. So I am not good at asking for help. But in some cases, in order to really make the time that you need for your own needs, you might have to ask your husband to watch the kids for a while so that you can get a workout in. Or if you had a particularly hard night, staying up with the kids and your husband's at work. You might want to call a sister or a friend or a neighbor to watch your kids for a little while while you take a nap. As I mentioned earlier, and something I have to remind myself of is it's okay to give other people the opportunity to serve and to help out at times as well. That helps them. It helps me. And of course, they have the right to say no to my requests or me asking, but that doesn't mean that I can't still ask for help when needed. So I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. I hope it can be just a little reminder to you that you are worth making a priority. You are worth taking care of yourself. You absolutely do not need to feel guilty about making yourself and your health a priority. In fact, I think that you should be really proud of yourself whenever you do so. I know it's not always easy, but I promise it's worth it. And your health and your body will thank you. And... I thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a fantastic day. 
and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at healththroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.